So you think about all those things that you're made of, and that so when you feel like maybe women's rights are being threatened or there's some inequity happening somewhere, there's something deep down in your gut that wants to rise up and make a stand and make a difference somehow. And I think you know telling these stories and reminding us of what we're made of and not just complaining but setting ourselves up to be able to make a difference you know to put ourselves out there which is bold and makes you feel vulnerable but nothing happens unless we do do you love the grammy awards yes or the nobel prize even better well, right here in the Quad Cities, we have an award that is kind of a combination of the two. Mm. The Athena Award honors our very own hometown rock star genius women, the women who embody the powerful, responsive, collaborative leadership and service that we need today. Mm, yes. Today, we talk with the Prescott Woman owner-publisher, Brianna Hinkle, who was instrumental in bringing this international award to the Quad Cities. She tells us about where the Athena Award comes from and what it signifies. Then we hear from Bonnie Stevens, one of the major sponsors of the award and the event. She also happens to be a 2012 Flagstaff Athena Award recipient, so she knows what she's talking about. And we get to interview this year's winner. It's a secret. Shh. But not, not really. But, but wait for <laughs> it. We'll let Brianna tell you. Yeah. All right. Let's get local. Welcome, everybody, to the Prescott Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Roberge, and I'm here with my intrepid co-host. I'm the engineer. Yeah, Charles Matthews. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited. Today, we get to talk with the publisher and owner of Prescott Woman Magazine, our friend, Brianna Hinkle. Hi, Bri. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. We're, we're on our best behavior because she's the boss. I know. She's the boss lady. Yeah. Uh, but... You came today to talk with us about the Athena Awards, and I know the Athena Awards are a kind of a special project of yours. Can you tell us a little bit about where they come from and and your history with the Athena Awards? Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it today. The um, Athena Awards is actually an international awards program towards women who help celebrate other women, whether it's through leadership philanthropy, that they can be creative and show excellence within their own profession. And it's kind of just women that are reaching their full leadership potential in a community. And it kind of covers a lot of bases. So it's very exciting to be able to bring this to Prescott, which has a lot of amazing female leaders within the Quad Cities, really. So we try to cover all the Quad Cities with this awards program. And um, this year was our second annual, which is very exciting. Yeah. So last year you launched Athena Awards in the midst of a pandemic. What was that like for you? Yeah, that was um, challenging. <laughs> like everything else in 2020, it was a challenge. It, uh, you know, we had the idea in the spring before the pandemic hit full swing in Prescott, but we ended up and we were supposed to have the event actually in April of last year. So that was or of 2020. And that was actually right in the full shutdown time. So we moved it to September of 2020 and had to scale it really far back from what we imagined. Um, and so I think we had eight amazing nominees, one award winner recipient. And so we invited them. They got to bring a plus one 
and we did it outside and it was just a very small gathering, but it was very nice. It was a nice little award ceremony. It was a lot of positivity after a lot of craziness. <laughs> right, right. And you guys did it on Zoom. So we got to come, we got to attend from our couch and it was really beautiful. I think you guys did an amazing job of creating an event that was uplifting and inspiring and you know like even from home even from our pajamas we we got really excited about the the amazing local talent that we have and that we got to celebrate because of of this award yeah it was very exciting to be able to broadcast it especially during a time when a lot of things were going live on Zoom or Facebook and that way then the award recipients since they couldn't have a table at the event, could invite their friends and family to watch. And But we were excited that this year we got to have it at a larger event and be at a venue where people could reserve tables and invite people that they loved. So that was very exciting. Yeah. So there's nothing like celebrating in person. As nice as it is to do from the couch sometimes, celebrating in person is really a special thing, especially after not being able to do it for so long. We have yeah, to remember yeah. how to put on a tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll see we'll see what happens with the with the pandemic this winter but you know Bree there's lots of different kind of leadership awards in town you know and I'm just kind of curious what it was about the the ethos and the values of the Athena award in particular that that grabbed you when you first saw it and said no I want to bring this into the Quad Cities. Yeah, I got to attend the Athena Awards in 20 I think it was 2019 in Flagstaff. And I had heard about this awards program and I really wanted to see it in action. And I saw how excited the community got behind celebrating all female leaders. And then when I was reading a little bit more about how it's, a, it's an international program that they have this all over the place, it's just um, it's just amazing because then it's like uh, all these women are coming together to celebrate women across the world. So that's exciting. And then the selling point was that Ruth Bader Ginsburg also was a pre, or was an Athena Award recipient, not a Prescott, but an international award recipient. And I mean, how amazing is that? And how cool is it to then be a part of such an amazing group of women? So the Athena Award International Program will also um, publicize about the local community awards programs. So it's kind of nice because these local women then be are have a little broader. They're getting recognized yes, internationally. Yes. Exactly. So it's very nice because how that doesn't happen, happen that often. So that's very exciting. So it sounds like it's kind of a way to connect Prescott to the world and the world to Prescott. Exactly. Which especially, I mean, I I know you weren't thinking of this because you were planning this before the, before the pandemic, but what a great thing to actually roll out while we're all, you know, sort of isolated and traveling less. Yeah, exactly. So it's just very exciting. And it's always just an amazing group of women that we get to recognize I mean, whether you're a nominee or you become the um, award recipient, it's just such a neat way to honor these women that are doing amazing things in our community. So, Brie, how does it work? How do people get nominated? How do people wind up on the list for to, to possibly win this award? Yeah. So that's one of the coolest things is that they get nominated by other fellow community members. So we have a nomination system that goes live on our website about four months before the award program. And then local community members can go online and they can um, fill out a form and nominate for a woman that they think would be 
inspirational as an Athena recipient. And it's really nice because the Athena International Program uses the same system for all of their awards programs throughout the world. So it's the same form. Um, so it just keeps that consistency, you know, and we didn't have to invent that, which is amazing. That's and always so nice. Then, yeah. And, and then we get to with Prescott Woman Magazine and our other co-sponsor Quad City Business News. We don't have anything to do with any um, judging. We go out and find three judges in the community and they go through all of those and they rank each of the nominees that come through. And then we narrow it down this year. We narrowed it down to 10 finalists. And then, of course, through that, there's one Athena Award recipient. So it's a really streamlined program, which is very exciting. And it makes it very nice for us not to have any involvement in how they're chosen or anything. And it's exciting for us to find that out. That's great. You guys just set up the structure and and then let it let it do its work. Yeah. And then you get to be surprised. It's like opening up that, you know, award envelope and right. a big, the- <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> so this so this year you had in 2021. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say this year because it's almost, so we're, we're about to yeah. shift years. In 2021, you had a live, a small live uh, award presentation. Is that correct? How'd that go? Yeah, it went really well. So we actually had 100 attendees um, and we did it at Goods from the Garden at the Prescott Gateway Malls. They're an amazing sponsor of the Athena Awards. And uh, Debbie there at Goods from the Garden was a nominee for the 2020 Prescott Athena Awards. So that was really exciting to go and then support her. And so we had, um, we actually had a wait list. So we had a hundred people attend, but we had a wait list of people that really wanted to attend the Athena Awards, which was very exciting for us. And then we had our 10 finalists there, tables of our sponsors, our amazing sponsors. And we had, it was a high tea event full of Mm. tea and finger foods and desserts and Some women wore the big hats. It was just such a fun environment. And everybody was just so excited to be there. It was a Sunday afternoon and it was a beautiful day. So it was a fantastic way to, you know, kind of go into, you know, the the next phase of the pandemic. (laughs) We had to do it all very safely as best as we can here. So, yeah. And what a fun, what a fun different take instead of going to the usual, the usual venues for a thing like that. And, and, you know, on a Friday night and what a, what a great little spin on an awards banquet, an awards tea. Yeah. Any excuse to wear a fancy hat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly's to make hats. Love that. And and who won? Don't, don't keep us in suspense any longer. Who won? Yeah. Well, I would love to mention if you don't mind the Please. finalists and then tell oh. you the winner, would that be? I'm, I'm, such, gonna, a, I'm such a guy. I just want to jump ahead to the right winner. To it. Gosh. So I'll go through yeah, all the finalists right. and then um, the last one will be the person that was our recipient. So we had um, Amber Ayton, who's a local yoga instructor, uh, Kayona Bell from Credit Union West, Amy Bonney, chief of police. Amazing. Linnell, Kavner, she's an author here locally. Carmen Frederick with Prescott Area Shelter Services. Alexis Niekamp with Lessons by Lex. She's actually, she was nominated two years in a row. And Courtney Osterfelt with Launchpad. Tamara Player with Polara Health. Tracy Sheffer with Blushing Aww. Cactus Photography. I think you guys yes. know them. They've been on your show before. And so then the recipient 
was Robin Allen with now known as Susie's Prescott Center for the Arts. And she was our 2021 Prescott Athena Award recipient, which is very exciting. And what was Robin's face like when when the envelope opened and and her name was called out? Oh, that was really exciting. So we kind of planned the envelope winning moment with our big presenting sponsor, which was Northland Cares. And so Vonda from Northland Cares got to announce the winner. But what we did was try to word it in a way where it sounded like any woman at first, you know, and then Mm. we're in kind of more specifics. And so it was exciting to see Robin realize once we started kind of giving the description of who the winner was and her face just lit up and she was just full of shock. And then we had her speak for a little bit, which I'm, I don't know if that took her by surprise. We don't tell them because I don't know why we don't tell them they should be warned, but they got, she was ready because she's in theater and she was prepared and she gave a very sweet speech and, and she's just an amazing recipient. So I was so thrilled for her and all the hard work that she did at, at, um, at Susie's Prescott Center for the Arts. It's amazing. Great. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Brie, for popping on to talk about your passion project, the Athena Awards. And I, I'm very excited to get to talk to these amazing women. That's what's coming up next. Yay. So stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. This podcast episode is a companion piece to a story in the current issue of Prescott Woman magazine. The team at Prescott Woman shows its dedication to this community in all the ways. They cover local stories, feature local businesses, trumpet local leadership, champion local causes, and raise money for local nonprofits. They also have gorgeous photography and provide pages and pages of value all for free. Pick up the issue available now. This lifestyle and business magazine is free at locations all over town. Go to prescottwomanmagazine.com slash distribution to find the nearest location or subscribe at prescottwomanmagazine.com to make sure you get your issue as soon as it comes out. Okay, let's get back to the episode. We get to talk with Bonnie Stevens, an insightful journalist and proud sponsor of the Quad Cities Athena Award. She and this year's honoree, the executive director of Susie's Prescott Center for the Arts, Robin Allen, talk about the nature of strong female leadership, the difference between the Athena and other awards, and how Robin pivoted like a champ when COVID shut down her theater. Great. So, Bonnie, we heard from Brianna about how and why she brought the Athena Award to Prescott. What made you and Quad Cities Business News want to become a co-sponsor of the event? Right. Well, I know there were some conversations early on about bringing this to Prescott, and we felt like this was a super opportunity. As you may know, the Athena Award program started in 1982 by a woman named Martha Mayhood Mertz. And I don't know if you heard her story, but she lives in Sedona now. But she wondered why, uh, you know, all the smart, talented women she knew were not in leadership positions. And that was in 1982. And so she did what any uh, princess warrior would do. And she created her own program and uh, created her own own set of rules. And since then, there have been 8,000 Athenas. I think, you know, it was just a natural thing. In Flagstaff, they've had the program for more than 20 years, at least. And uh, What's what's so fantastic about it is, is it's so inspirational. You know, you hear these stories about other women, and and honestly, we don't 
take that time, you know, to sit down and take an hour out of our day and hear all of these great people that are making such an impact, not just in business success, but also giving back to the community and then mentoring others and bringing other women along the path and helping them gain their footing to be successful too. So it was just a real, a real natural to want to create this, to um, bring awareness, to celebrate women and have a, have an event that's, that's really just to acknowledge the contributions that women have made. It sounds like women in leadership is an important thing to you personally. Oh, it most definitely is. And, you know, at, I, I've had the, the opportunity to be a career journalist and to interview lots of great people and be inspired by, you know, astronauts and leaders and presidential candidates and, and, uh, and lots of them being women. And, and also, you know, at, at this time, I reflect back on my own history and, you know, I always kind of forget that my grandmother marched in the suffrage marches and, you know, my, my parents were very patriotic through World War II. My dad was a bomber pilot. And so you think about all those things that you're made of and that, so when you feel like maybe women's rights are being threatened or there's some inequity happening somewhere, there's something deep down in your gut that wants to rise up and make a stand and make a difference somehow. And I think, you know, telling these stories and reminding us of what we're made of and not just complaining, but setting ourselves up to be able to make a difference, you know, to put ourselves out there, which it's bold and makes you feel vulnerable, but nothing happens unless we do. And, and I think most of us um, who have been in business for a while and particularly women, but I'm sure men feel this way too. If you, if you're in any level of business, it's really easy to be run over by a, a dominating voice. And oftentimes that's a male voice and, and to be, I don't know, uh, not recognized for what you bring, but recognized for some other things that, you know, aren't what you're all about. So it is, I think it, I, I think it's amazing that we're still fighting these battles, but I think it's important that we recognize that so that we don't let up. And, and we continue to talk to people younger than us about the importance of, you know, holding our ground and pushing forward and not being surprised about every time a woman gets ahead. Wow. I am so moved by that. Oh, that sounds like an acceptance speech for an award. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bonnie, can you take us with that journalist's eye inside the award ceremony that happened in September? Yeah, well, the award ceremony, you know, everything from the atmosphere when you walk in to the restaurant where we had it, goods for the garden and uh, goods from the garden, I'm sorry. And uh, everything about it was joyous and light. And we had all the nominees. We had a way of putting their faces on the cookies, which was super crazy cool. But it was so special. And I think everyone, everyone felt so honored. And part of it, you know, it's not just about one person getting an award. It's about coming together and honoring each other. And I think that really came through, you know, and hearing stories of triumph and, um, you know, staying grounded, particularly in, in times like these and staying resilient, no matter how many times you've been knocked down or when things didn't quite go your way. So storytelling, obviously, is a huge part of my world as a journalist, but I gleaned so much wisdom from that. And uh, having, having sort of a treasure trove of experiences and examples 
I like to dig those up and share those uh, with with the nominees. And I think, you know, there's so many young women in the group as well. And, and I do get that feedback where they're, you know, their eyes are a little wider and they're looking around and they're, they're um, truly impressed by what women that might be just a little older than them have been able to accomplish and, and, and not being, you know, beaten down by it, but, but being energized. Huh. I, I, I got nothing to add to that. That's beautiful. You know, if you see what's going on in Afghanistan where they are keeping girls from being educated, it, it's really so counterproductive because I know there's statistics out there that talk about countries where the women are educated, they prosper. The countries prosper. Everyone does better. But I don't know why there's still this... Uh, this this issue with um, helping women get ahead and uh, be their best and just simply learn, you know, to better understand the world and to help so- solve problems and challenges that, that face all of us. Well, speaking of solving problems and helping people, we also are talking with Robin Allen, who has been doing that here in our community. And she was the winner of this year's Athena Award. We're so we're so happy to have you on the podcast, Robin. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Surprised, but happy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, Robin, you've received so many awards and nominations and recognition. What does receiving the Athena Award mean to you? It's so different. It's so funny. You know, I never have worked hard at, for anything for awards, but in my industry you know, as a professional actress and a director and that kind of thing, what those sort of things do is they, I don't know, make your resume look better. This one was totally different. This one threw me off guard. I never took in the idea that that my work, cumulative work, would manifest in an award of any kind. So I was pretty shocked. And it comes with a an interesting weight. And what I mean by that is a responsibility that I don't forget, you know, those other words were fun at the time. And it was nice to like, you know, like I said, put that on your resume and move forward. But this one comes with a responsibility. Um, You know, the acknowledgement of this kind of work came from a, a different place, a place of hard work and kindness and loyalty and compassion for your community. Those are the kind of things you just do because that's, you know, how I was raised and that's who I am as a human being. Because like, you know, you were talking a little bit, Bonnie, about your background. My my dad was uh, in law enforcement, you know, all of his career. And my mom um, was a a businesswoman, you know, sort of Harper Valley PTA, you know, put your boots on and get to work. So I really didn't know any different than the path that I took. I didn't know the barriers existed for women because that just wasn't how I was raised until I finally started getting into that leadership role. And looking back, it wasn't in the moment, really. It was looking back, I thought, wow, why did I really have to fight for that salary that's actually not even, <laughs> not even really, you know, there with the other guys? I mean, why, why was that so hard? So yeah, there, it, it became an interesting new perspective for me as I got higher up into leadership roles as far as, you know, what I needed to do to show my good work in a different way. Yeah. Well, I like what you said, uh, Robin, about um, responsibility. You know, when you're 
when you're singled out and you're talking about the Athena Award particularly, you know, I think there is a responsibility that comes with it. And when when you're in that circle, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm I'm uh, being watched. You know, I'm being recognized, but I'm also being watched. And other people are ask, are looking at themselves and saying, what can I do? What can I glean from her? So it puts you on guard too. It makes you want to be your best when nobody's watching. At least for me, that was a real change. You know, it was almost like some rite of passage that you cross over and, and now, you know, you've, you've made it into a different, into a different level where you're supposed to be setting the example. And, and so, right, uh, right. yeah, it does. So it feels, feels a little bit like that, which I think is, is so powerful. And another reason why we need to honor more women, we need to make, lift up others so that they can set the example and they can look at themselves and say, this is, these are the things I want to show and this is how I want to behave. And I think it just makes us all better. That's what happened to me when I received the nomination. I thought, well, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm really, really uh, shy in public speaking and I don't care for award ceremonies. And I thought, well, you know, gosh, this is an amazing honor and, and, and I need to go, but I'm not going to win. So that's okay. That'll be good because I don't have to go up on stage and do public speaking. So that morning I thought, well, shoot, what if I do, you know, when I can't get up there and just, you know, mutter a few words because this is huge. And so I said, I thought, well, how do, how do I start? How do I start to say anything? And it came from actually reading the bios of the women that were nominated. And I thought, wow. These women are amazing. Thank goodness. I don't have to worry about it. I can sit back and enjoy the award ceremony, but I'm going to go ahead and write this thing anyway. You know, I'm going to say what's on my heart and then sit back and have a good time. And so when they called my name, I was totally shocked. I mean, the women truly that were represented are amazing women. Well, absolutely. You know, I think it's interesting too, when I was talking at the Athena presentation, you know, I looked up, I look up what Athena means every year. And I love, I love what it means. Um, the Athena, the Greek goddess, she represents wisdom, courage, inspiration, arts, strength, and strategy, and war. And I thought, well, my goodness, Athena was a badass. You know, I mean, she, uh, she took on causes. And I think, you know, it starts out things that you would think, you know, being smart and kind and artistic and all that. Sure, we get that. But then when you build in strength, strategy, and war, you know, that, to me, that's, that's a call to action. That's a not sit back and just accept the award and disappear. That's, that's to stand up and um, be involved, you know, be informed, be involved, and uh, stand up for what's right. Well, I just do not envy the judges who had to decide from this amazing list of women who to choose for this award. I mean, I, I honestly couldn't have chosen because you're all amazing. What do you think this award can do for the Quad Cities? How do you think it benefits the Quad Cities? Well, um, I can jump in. When you think about this program, and now it's been, in, it's been around for about 40 years, and the number of women around the world, as I mentioned, is 8,000 people who have received Athena Awards. And I, I like to look at the caliber of women. And we have U.S. Olympic swimmers. We have NASA astronauts. We have uh, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And so when you start to bring that, that group, that tribe into the Quad Cities 
you're you're looking and you're saying you're you're one of us. You know, we're one of you. We all have this potential inside of us, and we we want to acknowledge that and bring that forward, and just spend some time to reflect on the stories, the the character, uh, the reasons behind the actions. And what some of these people stood for, you know, what made them champions, the dedication, the resilience, how, how well they knew themselves and how they stuck to their values and, and the things that mattered to them. And I think there comes a, a time when, when you grow up and you realize, okay, it's really important that I know what I'm about because then I can always make a decision based on my core values. Then I can, look down at my trajectory and decide where I'm going and not be swayed by somebody else or out, outside forces or, or something that's tempting that we know is tempting, but is may not be good for us. You know, so to be able to build that, that part of who we are and tap into what means the most and, and what we'd like to accomplish. Love it. Love it. Robin, what is, Kelly asked the question, you know, what is this award kind of do for for Prescott. And I think, you know, Bonnie spoke really movingly about, you know, all those different award winners going back, you know, to 1982 when it was founded outside. But I'm just kind of curious, you know, you also spoke about that word responsibility, but do you have a sense that um, Bonnie and and um, uh, Brianna bringing this award to Prescott means anything beyond just what it means to you? Well, I do. And it's interesting because I really don't enjoy talking about myself because um, in my industry, people like to do that a lot. (laughs) And, you know, they like to uh, talk about, you know, their accomplishments and their awards and that kind of thing. And I really just don't. I let my work um, speak for itself. However, with this one, it's different. And when people ask me, you know, what do you think motivated the adjudicators to consider you finally for the award. And I think it, it's because of the work that happened in my our community. And it just came from listening to your heart and your, and your mind and uh, to Bonnie's point, who you are and what your values are. And when the pandemic hit and suddenly we all were in lockdown and I knew what that meant for our theater, we were going to be closed for a very, very long time. And our seniors, who were the most vulnerable, are the majority of our patrons that attend. And I was terrified that night for them. And, you know, of, of course, for, you know, what this all meant to our community. But, but, but the seniors were really weighing on my heart. You know, I thought about my grandparents and, 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 and all of these people. When I see them, I, I, they remind me of my grandparents and, and, and that they were suddenly vulnerable. And the next morning I woke up and I thought, I know what we can do because we happen to have an organization that has a large database and we have, we know where everybody lives and we have a lot of volunteers that are ready to go that are of a younger generation that, that could help. And so, you know, I reached out to the board and I said, Hey guys, let's do this. You know, let's call them, see what they need. See, I know they need medication. I know they, they're going to need food. And we didn't really know what it was. You know, it was day two. We didn't know what was out there, but we knew that they were somewhere nearby and, and they may, they may need us. So we proceeded to make over 6,000 calls and we went out to their homes and brought, you know, before the delivery service was sophisticated, 
and, you know, and, and they no longer needed our help. But at the time, you know, just going and being able to, you know, sing a song for somebody that might be scared or, or tell a joke. We actually had a woman call in who was one of our volunteers and her adult son was coming to her. And this was a few weeks in and, and it was his final days. And we were able to come out and entertain them on their doorstep and make them both laugh and, and forget about, you know, the tragedy at hand. But those kind of things, if, 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 if I can tell that story and I can sort of motivate people to put community first and, and others first, you know, a few months later, I do believe it's because of the good work of PCA serves and our leadership, you know, and our volunteers going out and doing all of the community work. I do believe that's why suddenly we received an anonymous donation for $3 million. And that's just unheard of. We don't know who this angel was. We don't know where they came from. But what I do honestly believe is you put good out there. You put, you put other people first. You, you put your community, you, you know, you, you really, I don't know, listen with your heart and like I said, in your mind and you, and you try to see how you can help. Good things come back and that's not why we do it, but it does. And if people ask me, what do you think you got that $3 million for? Well, I think it's because our, our, our organization served the community and, and the Athena Award is tied to that, I believe. And, and so I, I think that it will motivate me more to talk about myself and why I think I received this award and um, why other, I, you know, challenge other women to, to look beyond, we get so busy, especially in the arts centers. We are just in, in nonprofits in general. We're nose to the ground, get it done. We're, we're always, you know, pay, paycheck to paycheck, you know, um, looking for those grants, you know, just always kind of um, just focused on ourselves, really, in our, in, our, in our plight. And we don't put our heads up enough and look out. And um, but there was a silver lining that happened throughout the last couple of years because our doors were shut for a year and a half, but we were able to keep our staff in empl- employed because with the PPP loans, our staff helped with PCA serves. We were able to keep our volunteers active through service. And, you know, it just, it just comes back tenfold, doesn't it? You know, Robin, I think uh, I, I remember reading your bio and your story after the judging was done. And what caught my attention was that you guys were going full force, if I have this right, into a capital campaign, which is very intense and a lot of work. And, and, um, you're building the case for why you need to expand and reach more kids and have more space and for them and for the community. And it, it must have, it, that, that's kind of like your baby. So to drop that and then to take a 180 and go in another direction, completely different and put all your efforts and energy into helping the community because that's what was needed at the time. I think that's where that philanthropic gift from out of the, atmosphere came from it, there was just so much goodness and so much selflessness involved in that and and effectiveness so i am sure that you know that heartfelt um commitment to the community was a big part with your leadership of capturing the athena attention and and also it it there's something about when you are afraid when you, when you're full of fear when you reach out and try to help you don't have time to think about that. Uh, you know, you're, you're helping other people and, and that, and that sort of alleviated a lot of the fears. Like I said, of our, pa- our, our patrons, our volunteers, suddenly for a few minutes, they weren't afraid anymore. And, 
and that made a huge difference. Yeah, we, it, the thing is about the capital campaign, we dropped it immediately. And we're like, that's that's ridiculous. We cannot try to talk about expansion when our food banks are empty. We can't. Yeah, we knew what it was going to do to us. We knew we were going to lose, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars because I could I just had the foresight to know that this wasn't going to go away anytime soon, especially for a theater where we sit side by side, shoulder to shoulder. And so I knew, you know, that just keep being able to to look out and look beyond ourselves. If I can help uh, to your point, um, Charles, I think that where this would benefit the community as more stories of more women, you know, like Bonnie was saying, when you l- hear the stories about the great work that's being done in our community by these women, um, we need to do that more. We need to celebrate our successes more and we need to talk about it more especially when it's something as important as an Athena award, because it does come with a responsibility to share your story and to, and, and to remember what Athena is and what, what Athena represents and to challenge yourself every day to be that, to be that woman. That's really beautiful. Robin, I'm really curious now that you've been through this really profound experience, is it back to business as usual or are you doing things differently moving into the future? We're doing things differently. That's a good question. PCA Serves will always be around. Now that we know that we have the capability to help in the way that we are, I mean, think about it. We we do have this database that a lot of businesses don't have. We know, we want to be a resource to the city. If there's ever uh, something that happens, we've got buildings to put people in to house. We've got resources that that you know that we're fortunate to have, you know, as a nonprofit and with all of our volunteers. So yeah, we're here for the long run. Wonderful. Well, I, for one, am grateful for the Athena Award, and I think they made a really good decision this year, even though everybody was really an amazing candidate for this award, and I just uh, look forward to next year. Oh, well, they're going to be back, I tell you. I couldn't believe when I saw the nominees in the room, I said, well, they're going to get, you know, the chief of police was there for goodness sake. Right, yeah. right, right. right. You know, and part of that too, uh, the the question about how this, what this means to the community, I think it, I think it's caught on because this year we had so many sponsors that were willing to support it and one of their names attached. And we feel like it's just going to build. And that means that we can make it bigger, broader, um, more, more celebratory, you know, and, and involve more people. So, Yes, it's it's all growing and evolving into the right direction. And, you know, the feedback we get is all super positive. That's fantastic. So, Bonnie, if a, if a business or an individual wants to get involved with the Athena Award, either just nominating folks or becoming a sponsor or helping out with the event, should they, how can people get involved? Yeah, well, certainly they can always reach me at, um, I'll give my easiest email. It's bonnie.stevens at gmail.com. They can reach out to Brianna also with Prescott Woman Magazine. We will be doing this at the same time next year. So in September of 2022, you can count on a banquet of some sort. And leading up to that, we'll be getting the word out about how to apply, where to apply, when to apply. But there's no reason why you shouldn't be thinking right now and watching those ladies that you think have just uh, you know risen above everyone and and done amazing work. And, uh, you know, it's time to recognize our heroes and, and pay attention to them. So we can start thinking about that now. We'll be having the applications probably out in uh, 
I would say probably in about March and, and we'll start um, putting this together again and, and it'll be just bigger and better and super exciting. Well, here's to, here's to 2022. Absolutely. Onward and upward. Yeah. And thank you, Bonnie and Bree and, and, you know, everyone for supporting this amazing award and right. We need to mine these women out. We need to tell their story. We need to put them in the, in, in the spotlight. Absolutely. Well said, Robin. Thank you so much for listening to this hometown locally produced podcast. Be sure to share it with your friends. Pick up the latest copy of Prescott Woman Magazine at one of a score of locations around the Quad Cities. And don't forget to subscribe to the Prescott Woman Podcast so you don't miss a thing. Find us on the Prescott Woman website and in all major podcast apps. It's easy. This is Charles Matthews. And Kelly Roberge with the Prescott Woman Podcast. Thanks for keeping it local. This podcast was produced by Rocket Feather Creative.